In that sense, he is called a magid. A magid, a malach. There's a magid that comes to you and <coughs> uses your throat to talk to you. Because it can't talk to you. There's no, there's no way a malach can talk to you. So what it does is it uses your throat. Many people had a magid. Ramchal had a magid. He's famous for that. The Beis Yosef had a magid. He even wrote a book called the Magid Meisharim, which is all the, what the magid told him in some, you know. But a magid is one of the is the fourth way that you can access ruchnius. <coughs> you see. And then there's a fifth way, ruchnius, where you can mamish talk to a malach. But those malachim are from Olamasiya. Anyway, those are five ways to access ruchnius beyond the physical limitations. So this is about Shem Tov is able to see what's going on upstairs. It's really just... Uh... Um, you know, which one did he access? Probably mostly Ruch HaKodesh. So he just really did... He just knew was the information. Was it really that he, that he went upstairs? <coughs> no, 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 nobody goes upstairs. He just happened to know of things. That's, that's what we call today Ruch HaKodesh. Yeah. Where is that coming from? Who's, who's supplying that information? Who, Ruch HaKodesh? Yeah. Um, either a malach from which it's here. Uh, either a malach, what? Not from real. No, probably not. And um, look, the Russian does it also. The Russian give a person a tremendous sadik ruch kodesh, which all means that sadik knows. It's it's. But I want to tell you something. For every ruchni's thing, there's always a physical also. Who's the counterpart of ruch kodesh in physical terms? A regular guy, a regular guy can have it too. ESP? Yeah, exactly. Psychic. Listen, let me let me ask you a question. Guy can be psychic. I mean, there are frauds out there. Don't get me wrong, but there are people who are really psychic. They know things that they could not have known any other way. And believe me, they don't have ruach kodesh. A lot of these guys are, you know, shoyim or just stam guys, regular guys. So why psychic. do they have this kodesh? Because the Rosham invested in the human mind tremendous kodeshes. One of which, and it's all teva, it's natural. Yeah, we, we, all of us have psychic abilities, except we, in many ways, destroy it. Because we don't want to believe what we intuitively feel. We dismiss it. So therefore, after a while, the brain gets the message, and it says, you know, you're not going to believe it anyway, so why bother? You know? But there are people who can, who are psychic. You know, some remarkable people who have predicted remarkable things. And it's not rochodesh, that's claw like that. It's not the vor. What it is, is just a psychic ability. The mind can access information beyond the five senses. That's what psychic ability is. You know? But I do want to tell you, by the way, that La'asad Lavoi, La'asad Lavoi, which means in the future, when the Mashiach comes, everybody will go back to being a true Navi. Mamsha true Navi. At the dark of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's astounding. The Moshe Mashiach, by the way, we, we cannot even begin to understand what happens in the Mosh Mashiach. But one of the things that is restored to clients' world is Nevoah. Where everybody will be able to just sit down, close his eyes, and there it is, Nevoah. It'll, it'll be as easy to access Nevoah, you know, as just to, just to pick up something. Nothing. Why? Because the answer is why. Because in the end, what determines Nevoah? The presence of the Rashlam. In Yemoisa Mashiach, Molor's Deo, the earth will be so filled with the presence of the Rashlam, right, that it's, it's almost nothing to access. It's only now when he's disappeared 
when he has gone up and up and up, that you can't do that. So that's why we cannot access our seals. Where was Adam Elishan? And which dagger was Adam Elishan? You know, Adam Elishan before the Chet, I mean, I wouldn't call him a Navi. But he's he must even, have been in some dagger. Because he spoke to the Bashlam directly. I mean, there was no. So was he past that seals? No, nobody's ever passed that seals. So was he looking through the window of that seals? Probably. But it was like. like but it was natural. It wasn't, wasn't, he didn't have to be given to him as a gift. That was his mahus. He was, he's a tzir kapa for We don't even know what that means. But his mahus was he could talk to a Muslim like we talk to each other. You know, there's no schus. That was his mahus. He was given that koyach at birth. You know, at creation. He was the greatest human being that ever was, that ever could be. He was perfect. But not as except big as Rabbeinu. He was bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu. He knew more. Adam Rishon knew everything. Moshe said, he revealed to him all the doers, everything he revealed to him. That's Adam Rishon. But Adam Rishon wasn't human like we are. We're not talking about a human. Moshe Rabbeinu is human. So we look at Moshe Rabbeinu and say, wow, for a human to have these koichas is like, wow. You know? Adam Rishon, before the Chet, wasn't human. We're talking about a person who most of his being was in Yitzira, and we call that, like the Ramchal says in Das Tunis, he was really in Yitzira, and to him that was like Asiya. And then when he did the Ched, he fell into Asiya. It, it, we're not talking about a, a, a human being, you know. It's like the Ramchal says, his Ruchnius, our, you know, he, he was just like, you know, our Gashmis was his Ruchnius, was Yitzira. You know, as you can imagine. So therefore, he, he was naturally the greatest of any, any being that ever lived. Listen, you know what the riot for all this is? Let me ask something. When was the, when was the last time Malachim sang Shira to anybody here? No, I, I don't know of any, right? Do you, you know, a guy who hears Malachim singing Shira to him, you know, he needs a psychiatrist rather quickly. You know what I'm saying? So, a malach is beyond the charts. I mean, let's face it, a malach, we, we have no comprehension what a malach is. But they are incredible, right? And so on. Okay. You imagine malachim singing to Odom Rishon because they thought he was God? What does that tell you? That means that they couldn't distinguish. Obviously. And we're talking about malachim that has IQs are off the charts. You know what I'm saying? They don't have IQs. They're like million IQ, you know what I'm saying? And so on. And they're singing sheer to a man? Yes. Because fundamentally, he was perfect, except in the Nakud that he had to be tested. Obviously, he couldn't be perfect totally, or else he wouldn't do a chet. But he was made a perfect, because the Russian wanted that. He said, listen, if I'm going to create man and give him a job, it's not fair to make him deficient, really deficient. I'm going to make him deficient in the smallest madriga possible, and in that will be his test. But, and therefore, he was indistinguishable. The Malachim, until the Russian showed him, obviously, hey, you know, he's human, he's not, not me. So that tells you a tremendous amount what you have to know. You know what I'm saying? Why did humanity fall so terribly? Humanity? Yeah. Humanity, yeah. right? Until Noah. In other words, Hashem, you have this, you have the Adam, the Adam Rishon. You expect something great to come from it, and here Hashem has to get rid of all of them, except for Noah and his family. You know, it's, you know, what was it say? The greater the man, the greater is his Yetzirah. 
You know what I'm saying? The Yetzirah always equals you. He has to, or else there's no contest. You know? So, in a certain sense, even though they were close to God, because they were obviously all the way in the beginning and so on, but uh, in that sense, they still had a Yetzirah that was equal to their Ruchnis. That's what Zelumazer, Borukim. If they were greater than the Yetzirah, there's no contest. If the Yetzirah is greater than them, there's also no contest. You see? So, they obviously had incredible Yetzirahs. You know? And therefore they fell. You know, look, it's like Esau. Yeah, Esau wasn't... Esau. You know what Esau was? We don't even know who Esau really was. You know, I, I don't know if you know, I'll just, because the whole shit itself, well, you know. Do you know that Esau was greater than Yaakov Avinu? How does that sound? Esau was greater than Yaakov Avinu. It, I'm not the one who says it, right? It's the Panech Rosa who says this, who's a Rishon. He says that Esau was twice as great as Yaakov because the Gematria of Esau of Yaakov is twice Esav, with the Mole or the Vav. Yeah. Esav had, you know, so then you have to be getting all kinds of questions, okay. You mean so Esav is twice Yaakov? Esav was twice as great as Yaakov. The gematria of Esav is in the potential was twice. Yes. So how in the No, no, in actuality, of course. In actuality, he wasn't yet. He's Russia. Esav of Russia. I'm talking about what he could have been. Yeah, that's why his head is Marosa Machpele. That's the Raya. Because... Because how can his head get into Marcus Amapela? You know, it's too tame. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously the cop, which is the potential, what he could have been, is phenomenal. You know, except he decided, at 15 years old, made that early decision. Actually, at 13 he decided, that's it. He went out to Tarbus Roar and so on. But Madach Esau, who is bigger than Yaakov Avinu, you know, who is the Bechor. I mean, we don't even know the Koychus of Esau, really, you know. We suffer from the backlash of Esav because that's Rome. Esav and Edom is really the forerunner, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, outgrowth of Rome, uh, of Esav. That's what Esav, Edom, Rome, Christianity in the Western civilization. That's the charm and so on. But Esav sinned. How do you explain that? And remember, Esau's grandfather was Avram Avinu. You talking about Yichus there, you know? And you're talking about who could teach you, you know? You know, Esau's grandfather was Avram Avinu, who was alive until he was 15 years old, which is a formative years anyway. And then what does he have? He's a father Yitzchak. You really know what is to have a father Yitzchak? Incredible. And then he's got a brother, Yaakov. Right? And all his grandmother was Sarah. I mean, wow, he had like, what were the odds that he would sin? You know, even a book in Las Vegas would never take those odds. There are no odds. It's impossible. But the biggest chedish is He did it. The biggest chedish is Adonarish. That he said. That's the biggest chedish. Yeah. <coughs> so people sin. You know, they do it all the time. And so on, you know. But in any case, um, yeah? Asa would have been told. It never would have been the Zelu Mazel, Yaakov. Zelu, yeah, would, well. That's why you had to be the way you came out. Yeah, so the Shaila is the Oymel Oymel How could that be in a war? How could that force Esau to be Chote? So that has to be, it's in a war of what will be, but that did not contradict his Bechira. You see? Well, you have to say that, or else it doesn't make, there's many problems with Esau. Well, why he, you how can an embryo, he's not even born, have a Yetzirah to be over a Tsar? I mean, what's, not only that, why is he a Russia? If an embryo wants to be over a Tsar, he, no, he has no chance. So he's not a Russia. He's an honest. 
So what do we come on Russia for? There's all kinds of problems with that story, of which there is a very good solution, you know, and so on. That's another shear. But in any case, so this is Asaf, incredible person, you know, his his koiches were incredible. The koich of Asaf to destroy the Sultan, because that was his job, was incredible. But uh, you know, failed. Anyway, so look, Judaism is a story of try to fail contingency plans that's what it really is a story of people trying to make it some people make it some people fail some people don't make what they could have been yeah, that's the way it is you know so, and so on but anyway so that's the concept of Nevoah now you know what Nevoah is but a certain basic understanding of what a Novi really is what the Alamas are and getting back to my original three questions so Hashkofa is the architectural plans of the Bria that's Hashkofa Kabbalah is the study of the dimensions, of, of the of meta dimensions, the Ruchnistika dimensions, that's Kabbalah. And what's Mutzah? So Hashkaf is the study of the factory. Kabbalah is the study of the mechanisms, which is the study of the machines. And Mutzah is how to work the machines. That's Halacha. Mutzah. The study of Mutzah. Mutzah is motivation. How to study the machines, that's Halacha. No, no. <coughs> the concept of Musa really is part and parcel of what's called the larger idea called the Avoida. What does the Avoida consist of? Remember how I said, the bottom line of the Avoida, the bottom line of the Avoida is to retransform this reality into a different reality. That's really what the Jews do. The Ramchal calls it Zikuch. Zikuch Aguf. Zikuch means to retransform or to purify a physical reality into a spiritual one. That's really the bottom line. As such, the Jew is really a repairman. He repairs existence. <coughs> That's really what he does. That, and the, the term that is important used for that is called tikkun. The Jew is masakin. What does he fix? He fixes existence. He changes it from a state where the Bonshim is not apparent into a state where he is apparent. And the first one who does that in the beginning is the Mashiach. The Messianic era is nothing more than the beginning of that transformation. Not totally, because we don't change. But he certainly is the beginning of the, where the environment changes to reflect the Ruchnius. Musa is, how do I get there? Musa is a study of technique, which means... How do I change reality? That's what Musr is, really. Technique. And as such, Musr is part and parcel of what's called the Avoidah, the work, the service. <coughs> How many parts are there of the Avoidah? We need to look at that. How many parts are... Let's look at really what changes reality. Because now we know what the bottom line is. Tell me. How many parts of the Avodah is there? You'd be surprised. What's the first? Mitzvahs. Mitzvah. Mitzvahs. It's called Asiyas and Mitzvahs. Okay, that's one. Anything else? Makshama. That's also Mitzvahs. Limud. Limud. Exactly. Exactly. But it is so unique, right, that it deserves a place by itself. Limud is two. Three. Fila. Very good. Fila is three. 
tefillah, which is also part and parcel of mitzvahs, but it is so unique that it deserves a place by a mention, an honorable mention, as they say. Right? So we have Asiyas and Mitzvahs, one. We have Limanat Torah, which is two. We have Tefillah, which is three. Anything else? Maybe Chesed. Who? Chesed. Very good, but what's Chesed part of? No, what's it called? What's Chesed part of? No, there's a larger term that Chesed is part of. And you need to know the larger term because that embraces many other things. No. Tikkun Hamidus. Tikkun Hamidus. Well, aren't the, isn't Limanat Torah to feel a part of Tikkun Hamidus? No. No. Limanat Torah is... Limanat Torah. You can be Misat and Midas without being learning Torah? You can learn Torah and have terrible Midas. But which and there are people like that. Of good meters without learning. Of I'm sure of what we have met. Proper meters without learning Torah. Are there? Yes, they could be naturally. Some people have just naturally good meters. You know what I'm saying? Tikkun Hamidus is embraces all the. The what? In Torah, in Derech Eretz. In in Torah. In Derech Eretz. So you need Torah for the, like you're saying, for the... No, I'm not, no, no. It says in the main Derecherit saying Torah. Yeah. No, no, listen. Each one, I'm not going into now, this is not a study of how to attain Tikkun Amidus. You know, what do you need first, mm-hmm. and, and right. so on and so forth. Uh, I'm just saying, this is what's, this is the Avoida. You have Asiyah Samitras, you have Yemen Torah, you have Tfilah, you have Tikkun Hamidus. That's four. These are general categories. What do they all do? What they all do is do the same thing in common. What do they do? They bring down the ore of the Rebbe Shalom, and that changes reality. They're triggers. They're all trigger devices. I call them tikkun devices. They all do the tikkun. There's a fifth, by the way. Anybody know it? What also does that? Sure. Tahara? Purity? No. Usha. No. <coughs> In the old days, there were two million people doing this. Sikufen? No. Nevoah. Nevoah is an avoid b'fneatzmo. It involves a lot of this stuff. You have to have tikkun amidus. Believe me. You have to have tara. You have to remove yourself from gashmis. A lot of stuff. But in the end, what is nevoah really? Right? You went to school. What did you study? You study how to become a Navi. You actually went to Yeshiva for that. You know what I'm saying? I hate to think what the tuition charge was. <laughs> you know, probably it's less like, than you know, we pay today. <laughs> I would assume free. Whatever it was, now, I don't think there were any government programs for the war. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there was any state funding for the war. But anyway, there was a whole in the war. What they do in the war? What did you do? Well, you went to school, probably right? So what did they what did they study in the war, really? The schools of Nivor. So you had to do all of this stuff. Okay, you had to do the mitzvahs, taking on me this, and clean out the but tavern. The Rambam said what you had to be a Aisha to be, to be an Avi. Does the Rambam say certain uh, ingredients that you need to be before you... And now I understand why so many Jews are into the market. Because <laughs> they want to... The essence of Nivor, the essence of the limit of Nivor, besides the preparatory... The essence of the Lehman of Nevoah was Kabbalah, Shemus, Yehudim. That's what they did. 
They had to know how to meditate, how to meditate on Shemus, what the Shemus were, all the Tzirufim. In many ways, it's the uh, Sefi Yitzhira. All the combinations and permutations of the Shemus and so on, which Oilam goes first, how to do the Nevoah, everything. It's Kabbalah. It was a massive study of, at, to become a Kabbalah at the expert's level. That's did an Avedah. Did they have to know Nigla first? Nigla? Yes. Yeah. Because that had was to be, a requirement for... Yeah, you had to, to be... I mean, one, look, look, there are people who had Nevoah and they were not... You know, Shmuel Anovi had Nevoah when he's three. You know, you know obviously, the Nevoah is given as a gift or Nevoah is given as an Avedah. You know what I'm saying? There are people who would not revealed right up, right from, right from the get-go. It's more than nothing. Three years old at Nevoah. But he didn't even know what it was. As a matter of fact, it says... He got to Ellie, what's happening to me? Speaking you know about three years old, does it say that Bismanah said the only Nevoah are Kanan? Shaitan. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so they should know that it's Nevoah, and we should know but it's some, you know, the Rosh wants to magala certain things. So he'll do it without people think it's the war, but he wants the message to get out. Anyway, those are the five areas of the Avodah. Okay? Asiyah Samitzvah, Limina Torah, Tfila, Tikkun Hamidus, and Nevoa. Nevoa obviously is closed, however, but the Tikkun Hamidus and the whole Avodah is, is, part of the, is, uh, is how you bring down the ore, right? The power to be Mazak Chaylam Hazer. And that's really what it's all about. So, today we went very quite a, a lot into Nevoah, into the, what Avoida is, what Hashkof really is, and what Musr is. So Musr is nothing more than a study of these things, either Tikkun Amidus, or Tefillah, and so on. That's what, that's what uh, Musr is. In today's time, Musr and, and, Musr and, uh, and Hashkof is combined. You know, you look at Miftav Melio, so that's a combination safer. You have Hashkofa and you have Musa, Mesilas Hisham, or Sadiqim, you know. But theoretically, technically, they're really differently more different. You could study one in and of itself as, as a unique um, a limun in itself. Okay, any questions? Where are we in oh, sure. By the way, for all those who came late, this is an open shear, which means that if you know people who are interested in learning Ramchal, Derech Hashem Be'iyun, by all means, this year will continue at least till January, till I go to Israel. So we're looking at here, what, another 10 weeks and so on. It's at 9.30 in this place. Uh, so if you're not informed by, you know, a text, you know that there's a shit going on. If for some reason I'm not able to make it, whatever, so you will be texted in advance that there's no shit for that night only. But in general, we'll continue the whole time. Well, <laughs> Where are we in Dera Hashem now? Is anyone going to a Twin Oaks Drive? Yeah? Oh, good. Thank you. Yes.
one of the four, one of the five. Sagulas are, it's more like, it's almost like, it's not Kishu, but it's the physical world, the spiritual world. There's certain physical things you can do that can access information or bring down certain koichas. It's, it's almost akin to Seamus. You can mention two points. You want to mention that other relations have some sort of a defect. Enough that you should have a soyan to the head. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 yes. Just one. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that you can get No, there was a floor in that cell. We want the that was the Sutton's point. I want to tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to be God, you have no interest. You know, if I say, you know, I'm going to make a delicious meal of metal, right. does that in some way turn you on? No, it's not Why? Oh, exactly, right? Yeah. In, in, order for, in order for you to be attracted, mm -hmm. in order for there to be an assignment, mm -hmm. there has to be something mm -hmm. that you that lends itself that could be a vote to the contrary. My, my because he was on such a high he was a perfect Rio. So that's why it would be like, uh, like Hashem. Why could, if he had a defect, on the contrary, so he can't be. No, but he's on Google. On Google. The fact that he wants... Was that? Uh, I don't know. The fact that he wants to be the reverse one. Look, he knows he can't. And the, and the, and the, and the, and the saying is, well, if you violate the rule of eating, you'll be, you'll be like the Vanshama. That means there's a defect in his sense of self. Where do you see that, that he felt he that, that he wanted to be Hashem? Who said that? 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 Who That's Nochesh Deitzer. Not other Rishon. Where do you see that was other Rishon Deitzer? She repeated the arguments of the Sutton. Yes, yes, yes. The Shai Rated. Right, right. That started off with that. Didn't it start off with that? No, I never said it started off with that. So there, no, so there, right? Yeah, well, that's what I thought you were saying. No. But anyway. No. She repeated the argument of Adam. And he went with it. She repeated the argument. Yeah, but how do you know who's Kejman? Isn't there a reason that says the Kejman of Adam Arishan was to do an available Shema? Yeah. To be Milo's Madrigal? The Tesla speaks about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Madrigal saw Adam. Not that his program was to be in a Shema. By the way, I just want to say, because there seemed to have been a um, confusion, that I, I now live in Lakewood, so therefore... <laughs> I don't have to go back to Brooklyn, so therefore I intend to continue this every Mitzvah Shabbos at 9.30 um, until I go, I go there to Israel and I stay there for two months, whatever, until basically January. So, you know, I just want to let you know. So this continues until then. So, second thing is that this year, this year is an open year, which means that if you know people who would like to listen to this type of year, they're invited. Okay? Um, it's not closed in any way, and that's why it's in a shul and so on. That's the second thing that everybody should know. Okay.
Last week I had gone to some very important ideas. Last week, the first week actually. And I had gone to the whole concept of a Hagdomo. The Ramchal's Hagdomo. What, what the penis is. And what I, what I tried to show last week, what the Hagdomo is, because like I said, everybody had that question like, what is a Hagdomo about method doing in a safer of Hashkafa? Because the Hagdomo is basically about learning techniques, <coughs> learning method, and so on. And what does it have to do? And I, I, I answered that by saying that the whole concept of method of the Ramchal, okay, the whole concept of structure, of defragmentizing information into a unit, a cohesive whole, right, is in many ways the Derech HaMashiach. Because that's what the Mashiach does. He's going to unify all the knowledge into one idea. And basically what that means is that he's going to show that the entire world, all physical phenomena, okay, all physical phenomena is really rooted in a much in a different dimension called Ruchnius, the spiritual worlds. And all of them emanate from the Ubanishtan. That's ultimately that's why what he does is beyond belief. And that as I, as I mentioned, the remus for that, by, by Yosef HaTzadik, Bohem Am Yenagach, you know, I don't want to repeat the whole shit, but... That that's the, the weapon of the Mashiach ben Yosef, fundamentally, is this type of information, where all information is unified as an incredible fabric structure, and that's his power. As I said, the Bhoshar Hadaloy, uh the Ami Minagah, he will go to the nations with the uh, weapons of his head, which is infam- which is Yidiya. Anyway, that's what I said last week. And that is in many ways messianic. So what the Ramchal is doing, he's saying, I'm going to introduce Hashkofa uh, in the same uh, you know, in the same way that ultimately it will be spelled out to everybody, which is what I call it the Derecha Yichud. And I showed you that that derech itself has evolved. You know, the Rambam was Mishan the Tzura of Gemara. He yeah, actually Mishan the Tzura of Torah, actually. That's what he did. I right? just reorganized everything. And that began the whole concept of unification of information. Uh, and, uh, and then went from the Rambam to Beis Yosef and so on. Into, uh, then I showed how in science the same thing happens. Because ultimately, as I said, the Zoya says in 1240, the Om Mashiach begins to descend because that's Thursday night at 6 p.m., which is Erev Shabbos. And Erev Shabbos is the Achon of the Shabbos. So the Messianic light, the Shefa, which means the force of a Messianic light, begins to descend, what is it, 5,772 years ago, 73 years ago. And what that force is, is that mankind realizes that everything is combined, everything is united. That's what mankind realizes. And that began a long time ago, but it has two <coughs> tracks. Track one is science, because that's really the Omashiach connected to the physical universe is science, but connected to the Jewish world is what? What's the Omashiach connected to the Jewish world, really? It has two aspects. The Nikla part is the Rambam and so on, where all of a sudden you see all kinds of halachas that are being unified. Okay? But the Nista side, the Kabbalah, is the spiritual dimension, okay, 
of the what the Omer Shiach were connected to, and that also began, really began, very strongly. Uh, like I said, 1290, Moshe de Leon, you know, it's right around 1240, which is 5,000 years, which is uh, Thursday morning, Thursday night at 6 p.m. So I went into that last week, you know. Is it on the internet last yeah. week? Yeah. If those who missed it and want to see, hear it, because really a fascinating gym, it's on the internet. Where is it on the internet? I realize saying it's on the internet is like taboo. But, you know, if, for those guys, what? Text me an email. Just text me an email. Where in the internet is it? It's not anywhere, just I have to give a link. Oh, you haven't given it in yet? No, no, I gave to whoever I have a link, to the whole list, I have a link. So where is it on Yahoo? Not Yahoo. It's on uh, YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. So how would you get it? You put my I, I have to give it in. Whoever needs, they should email me. They should send me the email. I'll email you give me okay. something to, uh, so I can connect. He's the individual, just by take, the way. Just text me. I'll give him a phone. Just text me email. Yeah. If you Google my name, uh, somebody told me there's like 3,000 things that come up, which is yeah. astounding. You just text me email. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send and I'm not responsible for any of them. So I hear Anyway, now, Ramchal now starts with a fundamental idea. He now starts with a fundamental idea. I had once said this, but it's, it's good to know. What is the difference between <coughs> the terms Hashkafa, Kabbalah, and Musa? Hashkof and Musa are very much intertwined, but really there are three distinct areas. If you remember what I said, I once defined what is the difference between Musa and Hashkof and Kabbalah? How would one define them? Because they're three different separate areas. Okay? So I, I gave, I gave, give I an example. That, uh, what? I would say that Musa and Kabbalah are tools uh, to, to use in the formulation of Hashkof. Musa and what? Musa and Kabbalah tools. are tools to be used in the formulation of Ashkafa. Yeah, but that doesn't tell me what they are. Oh, okay. Just tell me what they can be used for. Right? We need a definition. It's the general, general term. Yeah, it's so let me, let, let me, let me look this way. It's influenced by ethics, which is Musa, and by Kabbalah, which is, okay. uh, which is Kabbalah. Okay. Here's what I would say. Imagine you go to a factory because you want a job, right? You want a job, uh, so you go to the, uh, this factory, let's say they make uh, shoes. Okay, you go into, you speak to the head of the company, and uh, he says, fine. So he says, okay, I'll hire you. But you don't know anything about what's happening, right? So the first thing he tells you, okay, meet my marketing division, accounting division. They will explain, right, what's happening in general. Right? This is the product we make. There's a marketing department, tries to get it out. There's an accounting department, there's an administration, managerial, all kinds of things, all kinds of different divisions in any given company, you know, especially if it's a factory and so on. So meet with the guy, that's one. Now he meets with the guy, and that guy spells out in general what the whole thing is all about. What's the plan, the purpose, the function, the divisions, everything, right? That's what he does. But the guy says, okay, but like, you know, um, how do you make your product? So he says, okay, for that you have to meet with the manager, 
right? The floor manager, you know? And he will tell you the different machines that we have. The different machines that we have to make the product. You know, there's a product that probably cuts the leather, you know, or makes the soles or whatever, the heels and all that kind of stuff. Fine. So he meets with that guy and he introduces, he takes him around the floor and he shows him all the uh, machines. How the product is actually made, you know. But then the guy turns to the manager and says, okay, I understand now what it's all about. I understand the machines that make the product. How do I work the machines? How do I work it? So he says, well, for that, let's go over to one of the operators, right? And the operator says, okay, let me show you how this machine, how you work the machine, how you work the other machine, and so on. And then the guy walks away. He has a, a full understanding of every aspect, basically, of this factory. In many ways, that's the same concept. What is Hashkofa? What is Kabbalah? And what is Muslim? Hashkofa is the overall term, okay, for everything. It's the architectural plans of the Bria. That's really what it is. It's the architectural plans of creation. All of it. The purpose of creation, okay, who are the beings involved? The Rabbanishalam, who is he? Why did he create it? What does he want? You know, and so on. You know, why are there Jews? Why aren't the Torah given to everybody? And so on. How do we understand the progression of history? What's it all about? Where's it all headed? And so on. That's Hashkofa. And that embraces really the study of the totality of the creation. That's what Hashkofa really is. It's an all-embracing study of everything. <coughs> However, there are specialties. If you want to understand, one, the different parts of creation, the physical universe, which is really a small part of Ilam Hazer, because Ilam Hazer is much bigger. But if you want to understand the physical universe and then the spiritual domain, and then you want to understand God, okay, well, Kabbalah is the study of the Rabbanu Shlom and his use of this, uh, rather it's a study of the structure of the spiritual universe, the Rabbanu Shlom, and how he uses the spiritual universe to interface with the physical. So Kabbalah is a specialty study in the spiritual domain that is the root and the interface that the Rabbanu Shlom has with the real, which means the physical universe. Okay, so that's Kabbalah. So Hashkafi is the overall, Kabbalah is a specific limut, another <coughs> dimension, which Bansham uses, okay, to interface Hanhoga with the physical universe. And it's also the root of the physical universe. Musr is okay. What, is Hash, what does Hashkafi say? Well, Hashkafi says, what's the fundamental <coughs> statement Hashkafi says? Actually, this really is the fundamental job of the Jew. What is the fundamental job of the Jew? Anybody know? <coughs> Bottom line. Bring it to actuality. Who? To carry it out, to bring things to actuality. Actualize what? <coughs> Be obedient to God. That's Ayechi Timsa. It's not the fundamental idea. Sounds strange, doesn't it? Who? To create a world of, uh, of Kedusha, etc., etc. Everything that we are supposed to do. That's closer. What? Well, I, what? Because the problem with your statement is, what's Kedusha? <coughs> what is it? It's a term that's bandied about all the time. What does it mean to be Kedush? Interesting concept. I mean, the translation of that is holy. What is holiness, really? 
You know, that's, that's, that's the problem. Although what you're saying fundamentally is correct, but it has problems because, you know, some say, well, what are you talking about? What's Kedusha? It's vague. Yeah, what? <coughs> what you say? Yes. The plea the fifth? For that, you didn't have to raise your hand. What? To spread the word of, the, to spread the name of God. I think it's to connect, no? To connect. You know, I'll tell you something interesting. What God wants, what the Rabbanishnam wants, is to change reality from A to B. What the Rabbanishnam did is very interesting. He created a reality, different levels of it. But ultimately, there's a reality that he's concealed. We don't see him. We can deduce his existence, but we don't really see him anymore. In the olden days, there was much greater in, uh, uh, deduction of his presence. And in the olden days altogether, he, 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 made, he revealed himself at a certain minimal level of revelation. But the problem is we live in a state of reality that denies the appearance, really, and the revelation of the Rabbanishlam. We don't see him, you know. We well, believe in him. The entire Bria is the presence of Kachman. No, that, no that, that's a deduction. That's not a reality. You deduce that. You know, we believe that, but that's... You don't believe it when you wake up in the morning and the sun is shining, right? So who, who gives this to us? No, 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 no. who gives is a deduction, right? You don't see who gives it. If you saw the Rabbanisham there doing the sun, <coughs> you're right. That's why there's so many Apikosim in the world. If you were right, there would be no Apikosim. You know, if God was that direct... Well, everybody's got to see it. You're talking about visual evidence. You can't see. You can only see so what he creates, what he does. Well, you're agreeing with me. Yeah. You're agreeing with me that we do not see the revolution. That's what he did. It's on purpose. He created a reality that he does not want to be uh, seen or observed or perceived, except in a very minimal way, which he chooses at different times to break the real, uh, uh, the real status quo of the Bria. That's the concept of Hester. Oilam Haze is a mockum of total Hester, almost total Hester. That's its definition. Right? The, the state that we, Alan, we are in is a state of Hester, right? That's really what it is, and so on. But the Russian wants us to change it. He wants us to retransform the physical universe back into a spiritual universe in which he is directly observable. Although not, not, you cannot understand the, the limitations of his own, but the observation of his presence is there for everybody to see. It's a change of reality. That's what he wants. When you say back, back to what? Oh, back to what? Because the interesting thing is we can ask, did the Russian create Ulam Hazer and he wants us to change this reality? To, to transform it to another? Or did he originally create Ulam Habo and then uh, uh, um, made it more obscure and now he wants it to remove the obscuring back into the original state? That's the Chakira. You see? So what you see clearly is that from Kabbalah and from Hashkaf and so on, that the Rabbanshim did is very interesting. He created Ulam Habo first. That's what he did. Is he created Ulam Habo first. Ganeiden? What? Is that like no, no. Ganeiden is a contingency plan. 
Put that aside. The ideal wasn't other Mauritian Kardemachet and no. That still wasn't the idea. That was not the idea. Because <coughs> Adam Mauritian before the Chet and Ghanadin was still Ilim Hazer. The Bashim doesn't want Ilim Hazer. He wants so Ilim Habo. He, he had an avoided too. Correct, which is that mitzvah. Which was only one mitzvah. Well, it was really more, but the basic idea was that, yeah, don't eat from that tree. It was a, basically a diet mitzvah. So basically, what it all boils down to. Don't eat. <laughs> so basically, That's the origin. He was the first. Diet guy, so Adam Marishan. So what would Adam Marishan stay have? away from the tree? So what would Adam Marishan have from it if he'd stay away from the tree? What he would have? It was he would remain in his pristine form. If he, but what would he have more than he had? Oh, he would have gone from Olim Haza to Olim Habo. You see, in fact, he would become a malach. No, no, a malach is nothing near what Olim Habo is. Oilam Haba is a place. I mean, we'll talk about what, what, what I think Oilam Haba really is, you know. But Oilam Haba is a place that is not understandable today. I know it was so. That Gemara says that. It's everything not a physical that's, dimension. It's not physical. It's not a physical no. dimension. No. And other Mauritian Ghanaian was a physical dimension. Well, he was physical, spiritual. Slash. He was, you know, it, it was. The world, I don't get into that because when I get into that, when we get to automation, the world of automation was different than our world today. Very different. Okay? Before the Chet and after the Chet. But even automation before the Chet was not uh, what we think it was. It was not Olim Haba. Okay? It wasn't Olim Haba at all, and so on. Had he done the mitzvah, which is <coughs> had he not, he had till 6 o'clock at night not to eat till Shabbos set in. Had he done the mitzvah, then he would have become a Shiach, because that's really who he was. And then we would have been born in a state of Tikkun. And that, and Oilam Haba would have started on Tuesday. Interesting. That's why it says Kitoiv twice. The first Kitoiv was the first Tuesday, and Oilam Haba starts in what's called the 10,000th year, which, which is the next Tuesday. So therefore it says Kitoiv twice. See? Kitoy for the first Oilam Hazer and Kitoy for the second time because on the next Tuesday would start Oilam Hazer. I don't want to get into that now. It wasn't supposed to start on Shabbos? Who? Oilam Baba wasn't supposed to start on Shabbos? No, not at all. Not Chorov. Not at all. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what, the, what all these eras of mankind really is. But right now, this is what the Bansham did. He created Oilam Haba first. Okay? He regressed it, so to speak, to Oilam Hazer in different levels, shlavim, gradations, okay? The highest level, okay? Let's look at a building with five floors. Let's, okay, let's look at five floors. Okay, the top floor, the top floor, or rather the roof is not possible to reach. You cannot go on the roof, okay? That's called the insoif. It's a place that n- nobody can get there. What's it called? Insoif. Ain't so. Ain't so, yeah. Even that has many conditions, but without that. The top floor, floor number five, is Oilam Habo. Okay? Then what the Bansham did is he created, he took Oilam Habo, okay, and he sort of like transformed it into Oilam Hazer, which has four levels. The fourth floor is called Atsilus. The third floor is called Bria, Oilam Bria. The second floor is called Yitzira. 
and the first floor is called Asiya. And then he created a basement. Yeah, even that has a basement. And that's the Oilim of the Sitra Akhra. So in a certain sense, in the basement, you know. That's where we are? That's where your tenant is. <laughs> when you think of your tenant, hmm. <clears throat> For some people, it's like a, it's a mamusha sitra akhra down there. Anyway, um, uh, so there are really five levels of existence. There's a sixth, which is the basement, which is the world of the sotan, sitra akhra. And then there's a roof, which is incomprehensible. That's it. That's the structure of reality. The problem is we live on the first floor. And as such, we have no access to the second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on. We have no access, really. However, our problem is that because we're on the first floor, we have no idea what's doing on the other floors, which is a different dimension of reality. The upper, upper floors are a dimension where the Rebunosham is perceivable in that you know he is. It's clear that he exists. Well, whatever that means. But it's on the first floor that we do not see. We, can, we, we have indications. And every once in a while, like I said, the Martian will you know, allow himself to be seen, in quotes, not literally, whatever, but you, you can experience him in a way which is far more direct. Like Martin Turner. Like Martin Turner. However, there is one way that we can go we can actually go from the first to the second to the third, yes. And we can look into the fourth, although you can't go into the fourth. There is a phenomena that allows <coughs> us to do that. Anybody know what that is? Professor? Nouveau, yes. What is Nouveau really? Nouveau is a mechanism by which you can ascend, not literally. You cannot ascend physically, but what happens is your consciousness all of a sudden becomes like a movie screen. And you actually can see into Olam Yitzira, into Olam Bria. And you can actually see into Olam Atsilas, which only the Rebbe is in Atsilas. I'm not explaining it well, but, and so on. You can actually look into that. Nevoah is that. That's what prophecy really is. It is a phenomenon, it's a, a mechanism, that if you know how to do it, you can actually change the landscape of your vision from visual into mind. In other words, the imagination becomes a screen, mamsha screen, where you can look into, you can see. Malachim. That's Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, remember Yom Kippur? Rabbi Shmuel, you know, there was a whole gzair of the Asura Rugel Malchus, so they said to Rabbi Shmuel, okay, you're the guy. Go up and find out, is this a xera or not? Can we overcome the xera? So what did he do? He purified himself, right? And he No, he didn't go up physically, but what happens is he sat down and being mechavet on Shemus. It's all about Shemus and Yehudim and so on. He all of a sudden looked into Olim Yitzira and he saw a guy, it was a malach, whatever, he... Yeah, you could see. You can't see a malach literally, but they themselves have a costume that you can speak with them. And he spoke with him because once you're into that oilam, even in terms of imagination, you are now connected to that reality, and you can actually speak to the denizens, to the individuals of that reality. So he spoke to the person. So okay, 
you know, is this bad, what's the story? And he says, listen, Kabul, it's over with. Okay, but the first Zero. stop after, the first stop after Bayashen, and the second one stopped after Bayashen. But now say, we don't have it. When you say stop, what do you mean stop? In other words, Navua. Navua stopped after Bayashen. Yes. Right? And the ability to be, let's say, uh, what you describe now ended after Bayashen. But so where are we? <laughs> I will tell you where we are at. <laughs> what, what is, is this what Moshe Rabbeinu did when he got the Torah? Yes. He, Moshe Rabbeinu went... Moshe Rabbeinu... You know, it's very, that's, a, that's a, a very interesting, you know. <clears throat> Let me just give you the darkest of the war. I mean, because you have to understand what's going on, right? <clears throat> the question is, how far can you see? Remember, we don't, you don't go up there. You can't call a travel agent and say, you know, give me the next plane to Yitzira. You know, you don't want to do that because then it's permanent. It's a permanent situation. It means you're dead. But anyway, but what you can do, what is possible through the vua, is to, uh, to meditate on different shamans and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, your imagination, immediately, the view of Oydom Yitzira is there. Actually, you can see it. But you're in a trance. I mean, I'm not describing the, the whole process. What happens is all of a sudden you fall, you, and you immediately you are your consciousness is controlled externally. It means you cannot control anymore what you're thinking or anything like that. All of a sudden, whatever oilum you're at, you're into Yitzira, and you actually can see Yitzira using the imagination as a screen, and you cannot say anything. You just watch. And in that Yitzira unfolds all the divine mysteries. However, real Navua, real Navua, okay, is how close are you to the fifth to the fourth floor, which is Atsiris? <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu, his Navua, what type of a Navua was it? Was incredible. What he was able to do is he his imagination would actually he didn't even do that because he was a Navi, which was he didn't even go into a trance. He could speak he could, while he was awake have that vision. But normally a Navi would, you know, whatever, and so on, they would be able to look in their imagination into Atsilus itself, which is the fourth floor. That means they could see through Yitzira, through Bria, and look into Atsilus, standing in Bria. It was an incredible, and what did they see? They saw God, what, however he wanted to manifest himself. Okay? And the way the Roshan would appear, that oilum, is all the Navi saw. But they contained unbelievable secrets. <coughs> In other words, the Tsura, what a Navi saw, which we don't know, the Tsura, what the Navi saw, was that the Roshan, you know, there was a lot of things going on at the same time. But the Roshan would appear in a certain way, let's say, that the Navi has, for instance, uh, also the Roshan is on a horse, so to speak, in red garb which meant Midas Hadin Mishaylik. And the Navi would see that, and, you know, and he would know not only the Moshal, the physical, the, or rather the, the imagination uh, um, manifestation, but he would know the interpretation of that image that he was looking at, the true interpretation simultaneously with the vision. It was a very strange state of consciousness. But he would see it, and the Roshan would be Megala to him Whatever he wanted in Megala, whatever secrets he was able to receive, and whatever he was zoichet to, and so on. 
different Nevi'im saw different things. And, you know, Yashai HaNavi, Yerimiyo, Yecheskel, and so on and so forth. You know, that's Nevuah. We could actually look into Atsilus and see visions of God, Mamash. So, uh, so, and, and, and that would be the secrets that the Bansha wanted to unfold. That was the greatest way of, of accessing information. Nothing beats it. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu was literally right up against Atsilas. There was one thin barrier between him. He could see into Atsilas, but his distance from that was very incredibly close. Right up against, so let's say there's a glass wall. He was right up to the glass wall. It's like, it's like you go to somebody's house. Wait one second. He's got a glass wall, right? And you come right up against the glass wall and look right into his house. Okay? That's the level of Moshe, which is beyond... It's nothing... But he did this physically, Moshe No, he never went there physically. But he went up the Harsinai. That was different. That's not a Nevoah. That's a visitation. I mean, obviously it's a Nevoah too because he's talking to Malachim up there. But that was unusual. Nevi'im never do that. They never leave. They stay. They stay. Well, Moshe Rabbeinu left. He left. Yeah, that's because he went up to Har Sinai. That was a different type of uh, experience. So his goof actually Which nobody up. does. I mean, today, the only one... So it must have been that his goof was so purified that he was able to do it. Yeah, but whatever... His goof was, was Kavad Kuli Ruchnius. Yes. I mean, it, it would mean that, yeah. It wasn't but, a barrier to his seeing banished to the class yeah, of a yeah. But as time went on... Wait, his goof actually went there? Or? Yeah, no, there is goof. Yeah, he went, yeah. That's, any other time he that's not Nevoah, that's a visitation. I mean, that's even better than Nevoah. You're there. Actually you know? went up to, to Atsilos. <laughs> went up. It's like Eliyahu Novi. He went up. Now, no, no one could get from sixth. No, wait, 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 wait. Now, after the base of Middash was destroyed, are you with me? After the base of Middash was destroyed, right? Shortly afterwards. <coughs> they were the last Nevi'im. Okay? That was the end of Nevo'ah. What does that mean that Nevo'ah ended? What it meant was is that you could see into Atsilas, but you no longer stood by Bria. You stood by Yitzira. means the distance between you and Atsilas was enormous. Therefore, the Nevo'ah was much more clouded. You see? In other words, the, the definition of a Novi is you must be able to see into Atsilas, which means you could see God, however he manifests. No one sees into the fifth floor? Nobody. But isn't there six floors? No, there's, well, there's five, five floors. Five, and then there's the roof. Nobody sees into the roof. Nobody sees into the fifth floor because it hasn't been transformed yet. We need to make Oyelumah which is what I was trying to point out. We can only see into, the, a Novi can only see into the fourth floor. That's it. Okay? Now, however, when Nevoah ended, there was still Nevoah, right? Yecheskel already was inferior as a Novi. Imagine that. He's the one who saw the, uh, the, uh, the Merkava. Yecheskel was an inferior Novi. Not because he was inferior. His Nevoah was inferior. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was able to stand right up his imagination, right up to Atsilas, and there was only a glass partition. That's how clear it was. It's the greatest clarity of God ever known. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay? However, other Novim, depending on how good they were, 
it was more and more obscure. The Chaim Vital describes it as lenses. If you look at something through one lens, you could see it clearly. But the more lenses you keep adding on, the greater is the obscurity of the vision. Those are the other Nevi'im. That's what the Gemara means when it says, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was the greatest. So therefore, what happens is, it's very interesting. You have Yecheskel Novi, right, who can also look into Atzilas. But his problem is he's not standing in Bria, as if he was standing in Bria, whatever that means, you know. Until, you know, He is standing in Yitzira. He's standing in Yitzira, right? And he's looking all the way through Yitzira, through Bria, in, and he looks into Atzilas. But the vision is much more obscure, and the information is not the same, you see. That's his problem. So that already was after the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, which there was still Nevoa, by Yechezkel, but it was grossly inferior. However, as time went on, when the Vua ended, what does that mean it ended? It means you could no longer look into Atsilas. It was closed, you see. So then what could you do? So then all you could look into was Bria or Yitzira. That's it. Atsilas was closed, the curtain went down. Okay? What is it called when you can only look into Bria or Yitzira? It's not called Nevoa anymore. You can't look at the Rosham. You're not receiving images of that universe or that dimension. What's it called? Ruch Correct. Very good. That's the real Ruch HaKodesh. Not what we have today. Well, I'll explain that. You know, the Ruch HaKodesh is a borrowing of a term that doesn't apply today, you see. Who had Ruch HaKodesh? Rabbi Shmuel. That's Ruch HaKodesh. You know, he was able to go up and take and go and look into Yitzhiro. Okay? That's Ruch HaKodesh. But he could not do anything more than that. You know, they just were shut down and so on. You know? That's the real Ruch HaKodesh. We have the Pargan, the Pargan separation. Was that? But in order to have Ruch HaKodesh on the Vua, there's one essential thing you need to have. We don't have that. Besides that, we don't know how to do it. The mechanisms and the Shemus and all that. The problem we also, what's the major problem we have today? Who? No, it's not the Shekhinah, no. The Shekhinah is old. I want to tell you something. It's like they once asked the Kotzka, where is the Rabban Shalom? Yeah, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, yeah, the Kotzka was fabulous. They asked him, where's the Rabban Shalom? You know what he answered? Wherever you let him in. That's a Gavaldi Gavod. Wherever you let him in. You know, in other words, he's always there trying to break into you. But we don't let him in for whatever reason, you know, and so on. You know, Chatoim and all that kind of you know. So the Roshim is always ready to be, to give you Nevoah. You know, it's not his problem. It's our problem. And what's the greatest problem of Nevoah, of, of Nevoah and Ruch HaKadosh? Tumor. You can't do it if you're Tomei. Bilum was able to do it. Bilum was a different kind of guy. I mean, you know, that the Roshim did, so the Goyim won't complain. You know, and, and not only that, Bilam didn't access the Roshim through the Vua that we think of. He accessed through the whole, you know what the opposite of the Vua is? Kishif. Yeah. He, he accessed. Yeah, he was the greatest Machashif of all. And that was fabulous. What if I don't mean when he say, I will go with Sarah and come? Kishif magic. No, in, in terms of what he was, no, in terms of what he was able to access the information. But he did it through Kishif. <coughs> but the, the real thing is he was able to access yeah, the information that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to access. Yeah, but in the dark, he yeah. was even... No, in so the fool there would be 
the ability to access that kind of information closest to the version. You know what I'm saying? But he, look, Bilam was not a Novi in Kedusha. You know, nobody's going to say that Bilam actually sat down as Bechav and Shemus. He did it to Kishif, and that's, we don't have that anymore. Because Kishif is an alternate, listen, it says, Zeh Zeh Borolokim. Can kill us, so right? He said, <laughs> that was in the void. Well, that's an interesting clear. You understand? Forget about how he got there. The question is the, the information coming to him from where was it coming and how clear was it? So that already was in the dark of Because that's terror. Bilam's curse is terror, or rather, his broker is terror. That's really what it is. But I, you know, I want to point out one thing. The question is, wow. Did the, did Jews ever have this state? I mean, other than Moshe Rabbeinu and Bilam, let's say, did Jews ever have the nevu of Moshe Rabbeinu? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. 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 Question is. What did she see and how did she see it and so on and so on. But the question did the Jews ever access the dog of Moshe Rabbeinu? No. What do you think? No. It would seem not. What about Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva? The discussion. Yeah, yeah. One, two, five days. Rabbi Akiva. Five days, five days, right? That's Ruch Kodesh. It's not Nivor. Because it was in Olim That's why he's so matat. But anyway, because he's not in Olim Yitzira. Bri and so on. But anyway, uh, yeah, we did. The answer is yes. Exactly. I want to tell you something. Torah must be given through the greatest of all Nevoas. Why? Because there can be no uncertainties. Right? Torah cannot be given as a transmission with an uncertainty. Therefore, it requires the greatest dog of Nevoah. Because in that dog, there's no uncertainties. You receive absolute information. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu had to have the greatest of all Nevoas. Because if he made a mistake, right, we would be with that mistake for thousands of years. So, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, in a certain sense, in other words, once he, the Moshim decided, in a certain sense, that he was the giver of the law, the Torah, he had to have the greatest nevuah possible by a Yalid Isha. Finished. But there was one time in the history of the Jewish people that every Jew was as great as Mitzad the nevuah. Matan Torah. Why? Because we received two mitzvahs, not through Moshe Rabbeinu. Anoich Hashem Lokecha, right? And we see it here, right? And so on. Those two mitzvahs were not given to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? That's why Torah is only Gematria what? 6.11. Torah is, right? It's not Gematria 6.13. Because the first two mitzvahs were not given through Moshe Rabbeinu. The Jews directly receive it from the Rabbeinu Shlom which itself is incredible. Why would the Roshim do that? Yeah. And so on. But in any case, the Roshim gave the two mitzvahs through the Jews. That's called Aspaklaya Hameira. But the only way to receive that, we know the rule is, that the only way to receive that is what? Is if you're on the dog of Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore, everybody was on the dog of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Roshim did that on purpose, even though he knew everybody would die. But anyway, this is the problem. So the Tanoim Amaroim, as long as they had the Pola Duma, they could have 
Ruach HaKodesh. Because even Ruach HaKodesh needs the Porah Duma. Our problem is we can't get rid of Tomas Meis. There's no Porah Duma. That we're stuck with Tuma. Therefore, we cannot in any which way achieve either Nevoah or the real Ruach HaKodesh. Which means we cannot see into a higher dimension. We can't do it. Even However, that, what? Even those that were, this may be lost of it, it wasn't enough to disinfect the Yetzirah inclination. Even those who were what? Who, who experienced that level of, of truth. Was not enough to do what? Affect the behavior, the Yetzirah, to, to choose to do wrong. You'd think from that moment on, the history would have been, would have been perfect behavior. No, yeah, it doesn't change. No, I mean, you have to obviously... I'm not going into the preparation for Nevoa. How does a Novi become a Novi? I'm not getting to that. All I'm just saying is that there are different levels of communications with God and observations of God. That's really what it is. The greatest is Nevoa, and I, you understand what Nevoa is. The greatest of the Nevi'im was Moshe Rabbeinu, okay? And then the Jews had that for just one instant in time, whatever. After that, it was all downhill. Until you get the Yecheskel, which is after the Bayes Rishon, and he's still a Navi, but he's standing in the Tzira, in the second floor, trying to look into the fourth. Much harder. Once that ended, once Navua ended, then that was it. Nobody could look into Atzidus. Means you could not look into the fourth floor. You could, however, look into the second floor, and perhaps the third. That's called Ruch HaKodesh. But that ended also. Once the Paraduma, in the time of Rava, I think the Paraduma ended about 250 CE, 300, whatever. Once, uh, in the time of Rava, I think it was Rava and Abai, whatever, that was the end of the Paraduma. And once that happened, it's you funny, they once tell a story of Rav Nechuni Ben Why? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, to Rava. Isn't there a Medrash that Yoha Novi brought the And then it stopped, you know. Isn't there a Medrash that Yoha Novi brought the Paraduma to some people? That he brought it to you? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Where did I where did he understand all the stories from the Shem Kurz and Shem Kurzish and saw certain things in Shemaim or he went to Shemaim? Okay. Now, what, what's left for us? So there's an incident of Chaim Vital, Shakidusha, where he says, What's left for us? So we can access what's called meta states. We can access more higher dagas of, of where we are. But you have to obviously, you know, uh, and so on. So one of them is what's called Chaloim Nevu'i, prophetic dream. We can still have those. Yeah. The prophetic dream is when a Malach on Yitzira decides he'd like to give you some information, and he jingles the Neshama, whatever, get into that, and all of a sudden you dream of something prophetic. Where do yeah. we see that? In the, when, you, when you're sleeping. And then you wake up and say, wow. Wait, who has it? Who had it? Ah, who has it? Okay. It's, you know, it's, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm. If he can tell you that, you'd be okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just telling you, we, so we do have access to what's called Chaloim Nevu'i, prophetic dreams. And that comes from, it's generated from Moedim Yitzira. Okay, we have that. Okay, that's one well, thing Rashi we have. Was a, Second thing we have, we, we have. We know what? that Rashi was about Ruach HaKadosh, right? I mean, it's Rashi was about Ruach HaKadosh. I imagine so. The story that, of the, uh, of, of, uh, you know, uh, 
the, the Duke over there, that he would come back only with uh, two the, with two people and Oh, that guy. It was. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's true. There's a there's a there's a problem with that because they say that what's his name uh, with a G. Um, the Duke of Bullion. Bullion. So, it was something like that, right? There's a problem with that because they say he never he never was in the city. Rashi was in Troy's, and he never came to that city. I, there's problems with that. I don't know if it's true. Let's assume it's true. Rashi clearly had ruchakoyish, but that doesn't mean Rashi knew everything. Nobody knows everything. Even when Shemabenu was denied. So how did it, what was the mechanics of Marshall Rashi's Ruach Oh, so that's, that's our, what we call Ruach Yeah. You know? But that's a second thing. So besides prophetic dreams, we can have Ruach HaKodesh. But that's because we make ourselves so Ruchmias. We are so divorced from Gashmias. Despite the fact that we're coming to yeah, it's not a din in Tumah. You can, be, you can have Ruch HaKadosh even, without, even with Tumah. That's not the regular gather of Ruch HaKadosh. No, it's not the real. real red, it's funny, because I think the Maisi is that um, Rabbi Nechunya ben Akona, who was a murdered Mekubo, he's the one who wrote the Bahia. Sefer Bahia is one of the classic uh, pre-Lurianic texts. Sefer Bahia? No, Bahia. 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 There's some classic... Kabbalistic works. Is it before the story? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's before the story, yeah. Uh, it's called Pre-Lurianic. It's precedes the, uh, the Ari and so on. The Ramakos, whatever. But anyway, uh, so the Rabbi Chunya Menachonu wrote the Bahia, which is very interesting. But anyway, uh, so he was once having Ruch HaKodesh. I think it's in the Bahia. It's not what it says, you know. But there's a mice that he was once having Ruch HaKodesh. Because in those days they could do it, right? Not like today, you know. And uh, I think it was Rabbi Akiva, I'm not sure, who needed to talk to him urgently. So how do you pull a guy out of Ruch HaKodesh if you need to talk to him? So what do you do? So I think it was Rabbi Akiva, if I remember correctly. So he took a beggar Shonida and he touched him. Instantly awoke. But yeah, you just got right out of the trance. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's recorded what the reaction was. When I come from being disturbed, basically, you know. But Tuma can pull you right out of that. That's real work of The Pardes, the famous Pardes of Rabbi Akiva, Acher, Elish Ben Avuya, and and Rabbi Akiva, and then you have Ben Ben uh, Azai, and um, and Ben Zoyma. Yeah, that was a classic case of work of that's really what it was. They all ascended uh, uh, through their imagination into Olim and each one had his vision, depending on, you know, Rebbe Kiba walked out, Shalak, you know, and so on. It has obviously, looking into another dimension, has obviously different, you react very risk differently. Risk factors. Yeah, yeah, clearly risk factors and so on. But anyway, so the, the concept of Pardis is a classic story of Ruch HaKadosh. It's the same as Rabbi Shmuel, Tia Rabbi Shmuel, Atzmai, they had real Kodesh. As long as they had the Paraduma. What was that? <clears throat> you know, nobody knows Nun Shaibino. Because it's in the Nun. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it came from Nun Shaibino. Obviously, it was a manifestation that was able to be here. You know, There are different answers to that. How could Rabbi Akiva do something that Moshe was not aware of? Doesn't everything come to Moshe Rabbeinu? So there are people deal with that problem and so on. That Moshe Rabbeinu was the, was the 
the spitz of uh, Nevoah. Who was the spitz of Ruach HaKadosh? Of Ruach HaKadosh? It's hard to say, I've you know, because you don't... I've seen it written. Tanoim had Ruach HaKadosh. Dov HaMalach was a Novi. He was one of the 48 Nevi'im. A Novi doesn't have Ruach HaKadosh. A Novi is far greater than that. I mean, well, it's like it's like you know if I, you know if I, it's, you know if I win the marathon, twenty six miles, I'm gonna certainly win the five mile race. I mean, David Amalek was a navi. He's considered the only forty eight navi. David Amalek, a navi. The whole Tillam is uh, you know and so on. You know, it's far greater. But the Tanoim had Ruach Hakodesh. Anyway. Who? Yeah. What about him? He says you can actually visualize yourself ascending. Behind the curtains and things like that. Yeah, yeah. What is that? But you don't ascend. You can. I, I explain because the, the imagination becomes subject to an external force, kedusha, whatever, and all of a sudden it becomes like a movie screen. You just see. It's like if you close your eyes and you want to imagine a scene. Your imagination can do that for you. But what happens if somebody can impose himself on your imagination, right? Take away your control and just put a scene on it. All of a sudden, you're looking at something that you have no control over, right? You can't stop, and it's there. And that person can control and do whatever he wants. Send you any messages he wants. You know, talk about email. What do you mean by that? It's called email. Imagination, not email. Is that Yeah, so exactly. The difference between the Vu and Ruch HaKadosh is how far can you see? If you can see into Atsilas, you're a Navi. If you cannot see into Atsilas, because that's closed, then you talk about Ruch HaKodesh. But whatever it is, either way, it's uh, the ability to see another dimension. A Ruch Nisig dimension. The second, third, or fourth floor. You see, that's, that's what Nevoah, and that was granted to Klan Yisrael. The truth is, I think there's a ton of Velio that says anybody can become a Navi, even a guy, If you know how to do it, even a guy can become that. Obviously, there's a whole process of Tahara and Sitkus and, uh, and so on and so forth. But the, the Tony Rabbi Shmuel says that even a girl can be, even a woman, the Varad of I had to say even a woman, you know. But a woman can certainly become a, same thing. Hold the Sarah, all the Imoas were in the Vim. They were all in the Vim. I mean, yeah, you know, so clearly the Vua is a mechanism and it's a process that anybody could achieve if you have the right teacher. We don't have that anymore. In the old days, they used to have Bnei Anavim. There used to be schools of Nevoah, yeah. Schools of Nevoah. Today, those schools don't exist anymore, and, and so on. But what we can access today is prophetic dreams, Ruch HaKodesh. Ruch HaKodesh today is what's called divine inspiration. All of a sudden, you know something. You don't know why you know it. You don't even know from where you know it. Is that right? Is that and you know it. What? Is that no, that's number four. That's the fourth thing that's available. What's available today is several ideas. One, well, the first one is prophetic dreams, you know. Uh, the second thing is Ruach HaKadosh, which I'm talking about, which is divine inspiration. All of a sudden you know something. You don't know why or how, but you know, you know, you know what you know, and you know it's true. You know, that's, that depends on Sitkas and so on, you know. That's, that's today. People have Ruach HaKadosh, obviously, and so on, so, you know. Gilio is another Gilio is a third form that you can access. Obviously, you know, you have to be a very special yid to get Gilio. 
Elio uh, and so on. That's a third way of accessing what's called meta-information. Is that the lowest dagger that we have today? No, I, I imagine the lowest one would be prophetic dreams. Prophetic dreams. Yeah. Kinyo is much higher. A fourth way of accessing Ruchnius. There are many different views of what happened. There are views. This is one shita. That really, you want to be over devotion or whatever. You know, that's, that's one view. You know what I'm saying? But if you're saying that his program was to be in Hashem, so Lechera is more logical to say that other reason was a showing. That's why he wanted to be in Hashem. But if he had a defect, how can you become a Hashem? That's an oxymoron. By definition, if you're a Shalom, you don't want to be the Hashem. Only imperfectly you want to be perfect. Whichever way you take it, whichever way you take it, you know you want to be eternal. But the Maisa, it should have been that people showed them. That's why he wanted to be Why did the Malachi want to be a If they saw a defect, you said they see everything. If they saw a defect in other nations, so then they shouldn't have watched the Shira. They didn't see it. Why didn't they see it? This is not visible. Were they, were they on the Madrid of Nagur? No. Did they see everything absolute? No. Why not? What they saw. Why do you say they didn't see everything absolute? What I want to say is that the floor was not in his appearance. Not by The floor was not in his appearance, his external. The floor was in his drive or his attitude. That's the spirit. The spirit. Well, the so attitude. They are men of the spirit. They don't see that. They're not in you the physical see, world. No. Malachim don't see everything, first of all. Well, Malachim sees everything. They see only what the Bosch wants them to see. They don't see that. They don't see everything. Excuse me, the highest Malach is in which island? The highest Malach. In Atzilis? I think the fact that you're, the fact that you're saying he's a Sholem which means that he's perfect. First of all, the word shalom doesn't mean perfect. It means complete. I, I think I would oh, differ. So without chisar. No, no, no. A malach is a complete bria. Why? Because it cannot be more. But it's not perfect. You're, you're mixing up two different terms. Shalom means that you're exactly what I want you to be. There's nothing missing in terms of what you should have. That's Shalit, complete. Um, we're all complete, but we're not perfect. Only the body Shalom could be perfect. The Roshim, there's a difference between the Shalom and Shalom, but he wasn't perfect. What's perfect and what's not good? He was, you know, that's the concept of Tzimtzum, which Ramchal brings down. The Roshim could have created a beer which is perfect, but he didn't. Instead, he created a beer which is complete, but not perfect. What's perfect and what's not good? is also complete, but it's not perfect. A malach in and of itself is complete. The problem with the malach, he cannot go higher. Yeah, but then you have to define. You know what, what I'm doing? I hear what you're saying. Okay. But you have to define what other Mauritian was lacking. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have it to wasn't clearly perfect. defined. You have to clearly define. Because the Ramban says he wasn't lacking anything. The Ramban said he was a perfect priya. What's the word he uses? By what? Sholem? I have to see. Take a look. Yeah. There's a difference between <laughs> Sholem and perfect. Mm -hmm. He wasn't perfect. What's perfect in the Mauritian? He would never have said That's a good question. Muslim? <laughs> Okay, just one no, that you only say, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a Malach can achieve the highest island that a Malach can be in is where? Atzilus? Or not even in Atzilus? Real. 
There is no malachim in Atzilus. There are no malachim in Atzilus. Briyas the top. Only Briyas. All those big malachim. Yeah, first of all, the ten hundredths of malachim. That's number one. Rambam means that down, you know. And uh, but the highest one is Briyas. You can't go higher than Briyas. Okay. Now, to reconcile what you just said tonight with the Nefesh Shachaim, the Nefesh Shachaim says that Adam Rishon Kedemachet was Rebchinus Emes Vesheker. In other words. You know, in order to do an Avera, he knew the concept of an Avera, but it's like throwing yourself off a cliff to do an Avera. Didn't come naturally to him. After the eight, after the Nachash, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, is there an acting down there? Yeah. After the Nachash was going to hate, it instilled in the human being uh, a pollution that polluted the, uh, the human being and it became Toivara instead of Amishrasheka. Everything, every little mice, darge that a person did, every action that a person did, had toiv and it had ra. There's no pure toiv and there's no pure ra. It's toiv ra. So to, uh, to use your um, 